my name is Josiah, and I'm here with Pastor Dave, um, and we get the privilege of being pastors of this church in the region of BC, the interior, the interior health region of central, BC. Yeah, central BC. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Although it's not really center, it's kind of like the lower it's, bottom. It's here, yeah, it's where here, we are. Here. Yeah. Where you are, where we are, it's that region. That's you what bet. it is. Yeah. Rebels um, soak to Kamloops to Penticton. There you go. Sorry. Um, and we are uh, we're in the middle of a series. We are on our fourth week in this series. It's it's gone quickly, actually. <laughs> really quick. Um, uh, but we have one more week next week as well. We um, next week's going to be next week's going to be good too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're all they're all going to be good. But if you've if you've missed a week in the series, the series is called Current Affairs, and what we're doing is we're taking the time to answer some questions about how different ideologies or cultures, as it would be another term um, in, in society right now. Kind how of they buzzwords relate. almost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how they relate to the church and Christianity. Um, so, uh, but feel free, if you've, if you've missed one, tune back in on YouTube. Um, if you don't, haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel right now and hit and, like on the video yeah. now. And if it's really you know, meaningful, you just you know, let somebody know, share it with somebody. Totally. Yeah. And today we are talking, last week we talked about Social justice in the church. Social Today justice. we are talking about woke, woke, woke culture in the woke church. Culture and For, the church, not woke, in the church and the church, right? Woke culture and the and church. The church. <laughs> yes, woke culture and the church. And I think with every topic, um, actually, you, and you said it last week about social justice. Uh, I can't remember who you referenced, um, but a gentleman who had said, you know, social justice is one of those words that we use, but we may not know what it means. And yes. I think in all of these Holy topics, Bachman. really. That's sort of what we've been on. We've been on this trajectory of talking about topics or ideologies that you know maybe we've heard, maybe we haven't, and we may or may not know what they truly mean. Yeah, I mean the Bible tells us that we should kind of you know test and evaluate things, and so before we you know even talking about woke culture, and you know we'll define it in a minute, <clears> but you know that we don't just jump on what's going on just because it's going on, but we just evaluate and go, does this line up with, with the Bible? Is this where we should be going? Because yeah. we want to be 100% in where, where God says we should be yeah. in, and we want to be not 100% in if it's not yeah. biblical. And, and we're not taking the approach on these topics that, um, you know, it's not, it's not woke culture versus the church. No. This is not the topic that we're having. No. We're having the topic of woke culture and the church, meaning do they relate? How do they relate? If they relate, is sure. there parts that I need to be careful about? Is there parts that we fully grab on? Or, you know, just essentially the question is, what are they and how do they relate with the church? Totally. Let's, let's, be, um, yeah, so let's be knowledgeable. We obviously have to open up this. this, this so define woke culture yeah. for us. <laughs> See, last week I got you, so you thought, I know. You thought okay. We're so getting in this woke, quick. Woke culture. So for those who have not heard of the term woke culture, yeah. um, woke is, it's sort of a term that's been around, actually been around a lot longer than I realized through some it of is, my research. Yeah, but it was more, um, it was more in a particular group. Rather than yeah, so it's, broader it's become more prevalent, probably mm -hmm. even just during the pandemic. So many things year. in the last year and a half during restrictions, pandemic, yep. all of that sort of stuff. People have, or you know, ideologies I, have expanded rapidly. Yeah, and a number of you know, a number of specific situations have brought it to the forefront. Um, totally. So woke. Um, know, just I may just say my name. I can't breathe. Yeah. Um, George uh, Floyd's yep. death. You know. Uh, those all brought it up. Totally. Now, woke, the the idea woke actually doesn't have its own definition. <laughs> um, so part of the idea behind woke culture or woke is that it is undefinable. Right. So this is par part of its definition. Is it being undefinable? 
Um, which, so let me quickly define the undefinable to you. But the idea is... But how we're talking about it, we need to... We need well, yeah, to so but the idea behind it is being awake to the things that are happening. So sure. it's sort of the idea that you are waking up and realizing what's actually going on. Yeah. You know, you've probably heard that before, like, oh, that's happening, but what's actually going right. on is this. Story behind um, the story. The story behind the story. So you're waking up and we want to, and, and the concept is we want to stay woke to these issues right. that we were asleep to. Right. Um, and it's been used, like I said, in, in history, a lot of it does connect to racial injustice. Sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. Lots of it does connect to racial injustice or, um, gender stereotypes, those sort sure. of things. Uh, in fact, Martin Luther King Jr. used uh, the idea of woke a little bit in, in some of his stuff, you know, being awake to what was going on. Sure, yeah. I, I think one of the sort of the <clears throat> bents, maybe even more of woke culture currently is, is kind of like this, you know, um, I, I'm now woke because I didn't realize I was white privilege. Now I have white privilege, so I didn't realize all these things about myself, so I'm woke to something. Mm. Um, even more in that sense. Right, yeah. So the idea, so, you know, to use that, it'd be the idea that um, before I had white privilege. Right. <laughs> I just and now that. I know I have white privilege. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, it always existed, this white privilege yeah. or, um, yeah, this white privilege yeah, always sure. existed, but now I am a, I'm woke to it, which right. means I know that this white privilege yeah. exists. And, and there's a biblical precedent, you know, in, <clears throat> in Old Testament, those things that you, you do unknowingly uh, don't have the same degree of responsibility as those things. Once you know, right? You know, uh, who he who sins but doesn't know he sins. Yeah. You know, there's one thing. But when you sin and you knew that was a sin, well, there's this higher degree of responsibility. So I think behind the woke culture is the idea of greater accountability. Yeah, definitely. Because you know, was awake. Yeah. When you know, you what can you do about something you didn't realize was happening? Right. Um, and now, what do I do with the thing that I now realize right. is happening? Um, and that's, you know, so in a very broad stroke idea of trying to define something that is somewhat undefinable sure. because it doesn't, you know, yes, it does relate to racial inequality or racial injustice, yeah. but it doesn't exclusively relate to that. No, but, so, but, but mostly it's mostly used, um, at least initially in the, in the concept of race. Initially. Yeah. But yeah. I wouldn't, I don't think mostly is actually accurate. Uh, I, I think it's, it is one of the terms, but it really is to be awoke to injustice sure. that exists that you have been playing a part in right. one way or yeah, the other sure. yeah. um, unknowingly, sure. right? So it's it's the idea of becoming no longer ignorant or naive. Right, yeah. And so, you know, all, all sorts of class injustice, you know, yep. race, sex, ableism, yep. um, ageism, all those things yep. and how they intersect and exactly. intersectionalization. Yeah, all yeah. of those sort of things. Yeah, all those fun words that uh, nobody knows what they mean. But yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. So woke and woke culture in the church. So right. there's, um, you know, so prevalent thing today. Sure, absolutely. Um, and, yeah. you know, I saw it actually throughout the U.S. political election talking about some um, politicians being woke and some politicians being non-woke or un- yeah. Asleep? What's unwoke? Yeah, yeah, sleep. I guess. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. There is a term. I think it's. I think it's woke and unwoke. I think that's what it is. I don't. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. That, that one either. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, woke is not. Uh, you know, so we're talking about it about uh, racial injustice, those sort of things at sure. the moment, or uh, um, and being awake to these things that have been happening that you maybe have been naive about. Right. Um, is it? It is not though talked about exclusively as a positive thing. No. No. And 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 honestly, in, in terms of you know, probably evangelical Christendom, 
um, it, it's it's almost mocked in a lot of ways. Right. Um, you know, the idea of being woke is, you know, where, you know, I've seen some churches advertise, we are not a woke church. You want to, you know. Oh, wow. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, that as being a statement of, you know, we're, we're something different, you know. So. Right. So then if we, if, we, if we look at that, then, as you're saying, that churches are stating we are non-woke. Yeah. Um, and, you know, from the basic of what we've just described, it seems like a positive thing to be anti-injustice, racial injustice, uh, sure. you know, uh, uh, naivete, ignorance. Yeah. So why then is, is, do we have some churches that are saying um, we're not woke? Right. Uh, and other churches that would probably, you know, so here would be a, a way to put it. One church is waving the flag of wokeness and one church is, <laughs> is denouncing the flag of wokeness. Yeah. yeah. Um, so where, do, where does Turned that, not where do we sit on that, but what do we do with that? Well, that's, that's, yeah, that's really difficult. And, and I, you know, here's the challenge, always the challenge that we have in Christianity is because there's always going to be some truth in, in whatever's going on. Mm. And, um, and we just, we have to be discerning and, you know, just very diligent in, in, you know, in testing it out and going, okay, there's some things, you know, absolutely unequivocally, uh, as a believer, as a Christian, I am against racism, you mm -hmm. know, absolutely. Um, you know, the Bible is about equality. And, you know, we mentioned the term last week, imago uh, mm. uh, dia, yeah. uh, dia. And, um, you know, everybody's made in the, the, in the image of God. So this absolute equality and, yeah. and racism is, you know, is just, is anti-biblical. Right. You know, there's no question. But uh, it, it comes down to, you know, it comes down to maybe, again, kind of what we talked about last week when we were talking about social uh, injustice or social justice, uh, motivation and heart matters and kind of the foundation. And, and so I think some of the stuff with woke, um, comes out of, um, you know, and not wanting to get too academic, but it comes out again, it comes out of this, this thought, a uh, school of thought, which is, is, uh, uh, critical thinking or critical, uh, theory, critical theory, yeah. critical theory, not critical thinking. We, we can be critical thinkers, uh, but <clears throat> critical theory. So a lot of times you hear it's critical race theory. Yeah, you know, uh, around the whole woke concept, and uh, you know, without going into great detail, critical theory is actually a, a Marxist idea. You know, and I'm not trying to brand it, but it, that's where it comes from. Marx. Its and, origins. Are its Marxism. origin. Yeah, Karl yeah. Marx and uh, and actually Sigmund Freud are right. kind of two of the sources, and then it came through what's called the School of Frankfurt, and in the 1950s, and um, but what what it uh, it sets out to do is it sets out to essentially, in a lot of ways, simplify world structure and, and social structure to be a series of uh, either you are a group of, uh, you're in, if you're in one class, you're an oppressor, and if you're in another class, you're the oppressed. So anybody that's, you know, so woke culture, white male, privilege, white privilege is the oppressor. White, yeah, white people. White people, yeah. and, and everybody else. All minorities. All minorities. Anybody that's not white male, you know, is the oppressed. Mm -hmm. And once we come awake to the reality that there's a systemic oppression going on, that's when we're woke. Mm. And, and, and that's where, you know, reality, that's where it starts to become problematic for me biblically and as a Christian, not, not, not racism. Um, racism is always bad. Oppression is always bad. The Bible talks so much about um, the voice, you know, being a voice for the those who are oppressed, and and especially Old Testament is such is so 
strongly um, tuned to those that are oppressed. In fact, even what Jesus said in, in New Testament echoes that when he talks about um, when you uh, visited me in prison, mm -hmm. you know, when you, you, you know, did it all these different things, you know, you, you, um, you fed me, you clothed me, you did those things that, that you were doing it to me when you did it the least of these, my brethren, you're doing it to me, right? Because the, the, the biblical voice is very strong uh, about being champions for those that are oppressed. But, but where, the, where the woke culture and, and you know, systemic or uh, critical thinking comes in is it, is it, is it kind of, it, it moves the responsibility from individuals to groups. So essentially, if you are white, male, in North America, because it doesn't work everywhere else in the world, <laughs> mm. if you're white male, uh, then you are automatically a racist. Right, not I'm a racist because of my individual personal choices and decisions I make and how I run, but just the fact that you grew up in that system so makes that, you racist. Wouldn't that lead? Wouldn't that um, lead to the idea that uh, so if you've got a oppressor oppressed and yeah, sure. we are sitting here as white males, yeah, totally. Um, and uh, so would that not lead to the idea that you are part of the oppressors because of your lack of voice against the oppression. Yeah, yeah that's kind of, that's a, that's a, well, so that's, a used, that's a loaded question. I mean, well, you've used the term racism a lot. And I know in the last year and a half through, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago was right. the um, anniversary of George Floyd's right. death. Yeah. Uh, Black Lives Matter movement throughout the last and, and, year has been prevalent. And even, you know, Canadian, I mean, just, you know, just a little over a week ago, the, the graves of, what, 215 children in the residential school in Kamloops yes. discovered. of course. You know, uh, residential schools, uh, you know, racism. Yeah. So, well, uh, what I was going to say about racism is, is I think racism, the term, has, in the same way as the social justice, woke culture, mm -hmm. it, has, it has become a less definable term um, from individual to individual, right? Uh, because I think what's happened is, at one time we would have said racism was your blatant dis, uh, devaluing of another, right? Based on a ethnicity, a race, or treating, well, treating race. somebody yeah. in a different way because um, of their. Yes. So where now I think that a lot of the understanding around racism isn't that it's just the devaluing of someone, but it's rather um, not standing up for the value of mm. someone. Right. Right. So, you know, so uh, let's talk about Black Lives Matter. I, I don't know why we are, but or like, I mean, I don't I, I don't feel um, I don't feel equipped to. Yeah, sure. Uh, I don't but, feel equipped in this whole conversation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but so it's not just that, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm a white male what yeah. do i do in regards to black lives matter you know, where we uh, i think christianity stands for of course the right. imago dei right so yeah. the the value of all human beings so is there a cultures of, of racism um yes or no uh and then what do i do well you march with black lives matter or you know those sort of things so right. it's that's how you depict that you are anti-racism or right. or whatnot because you're not just um you're not just 
not devaluing them, but you're standing up for the value of other races. Like I know last year when we had, when we were doing um, our, our uh, devotionals sure. on Instagram yeah. and we had Charles and Alicia and Charles yeah, totally. talked about his experiences here Shocking. In, yeah. or in, in the Okanagan, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I felt very ignorant and yeah. naive in that listening to that conversation totally. about how he was treated as a black man in the yeah. North Okanagan where I would think, you know, I, I wouldn't have believed, I probably wouldn't have believed anyone if it wasn't that I knew this person was like, I wouldn't have believed it secondhand. Does that make sense? Sure. Cause it seems so absurd to me. Um, but the term racism has, has come to mean something different than just, are you devaluing, uh, another person based on the race, but are you standing up for the value? Yeah, I, you know, and I, I think, you know, that's a, that's a really great, great um, question, comment, observation is, is, yeah, are we standing up for it? The, I, I think where it gets really, to me, it gets uh, com more complicated and tricky is, is we start moving into this area of, of real injustice and perceived injustice. Okay. As soon as, as, soon as um, we... You know, as soon as we uh, empower or we paint a class of people as something, mm -hmm. you know, so white males as, you know, racist or, um, you know, whatever, whatever it would be, you know, the church mm -hmm. is oppressive. Mm -hmm. as, soon, as soon as we do that, um, we, we color our perspective. Mm. So now I'm. Okay, if I if I go into if I go into you know this is this is true on a, on a micro level as well as on a macro level. So on a micro level, if I go into a room assuming that I'm not you know going to classroom, I assume I'm not going to do well. I, I begin to read the situation that way. If I if I assume I'm not liked, I'm going to read the situation. Now I I, I want to be really careful because I don't want anybody going out or saying I think racism is just perceived because mm -hmm. I don't think that's the case. I think there's absolutely racism takes place. Um, but, but I think we have to be, uh, really careful that we, um, that we acknowledge and stand up for what is racism, what is discrimination, what is those things, and not just, well, I feel like somebody's, that, that we're not caught in this, this thing of, I feel, you know, I'm, I'm perceived injustice, mm -hmm. you know? If it's injustice, absolutely, but perceived injustice. And, and the, reason, the reason I say that is because when we pick up perceived injustice, that's, that's what the Bible calls offense. Hmm. It's, and, and when we pick up somebody else's offense, it becomes a trap to us. Okay, so when we pick up, so, so say, you know, say, you know, this is my example, say, you know, say I was with Charles mm -hmm. and, and, and I was out uh, and we were out in downtown and somebody made a comment to him that wasn't appropriate or I made a comment to us that wasn't appropriate. Now he could choose to say, oh, they're saying that to me because I'm black, which it may be true. I don't know. Mm. Um, that would be racism. But if on the other hand, if they would have said the same thing to me, but because of my perception, I went, oh, they said that to you because you're black. They said that to you because you're a person of color. And, and, and so then I'm offended on your behalf. Well, suddenly I'm offended on your behalf. Well, now my motivation isn't restoring justice. It's vindictive. Hmm. Right? And so if, if we're not careful, and I mean this sincerely, if we're not careful to, to just discern, be able to discern and, and, and really test 
real injustice and perceived injustice, which means I think something, because, you know, I mean, we've all been in this situation, and it doesn't have to, have to do with racism or anything, where we think somebody said something and they, oh, you know, they looked at me like that. Well, I know what they meant, because we're assuming we know somebody else's motivation. Hmm. And, and anytime we, we think we know somebody else's motivation, we almost always get it wrong. Right. And, and that's when we get offended. And, and the Bible's got a lot of clarity on that, that, that offense traps us. Right? So then we become reduced in our effectiveness rather than empowered. So we're becoming vindictive rather than releasing. The idea of opposing racism is to, is to bring freedom, mm-hmm. not to be vindictive. Mm. Right? And, and I think a lot of what woke culture has brought to the forefront, what I see anyway, is, is um, people do need to be held accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, that's absolutely the case. Mm-hmm. People need to be responsible. But the, the threat of the Bible is also restorative. Mm. Woke culture is not restorative justice. Right. It's vindictive justice. Well, I guess the out, often the outcome in woke culture, uh, you know, I guess from my perception, what I've seen is, um, you know, I can't be 10% woke. Generally. Right. Yes, You're either so. woke or not unwoked. Right. The woke woke less. I, yeah. I, I need to find the, the right term there. Um, yeah. I'm not trying to make light of it. I'm just trying to think of what the right term is. Um, and uh, so often you're either woke or, or unwoke um, and you you lose out on... Uh, sorry, I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> I'm trying to think you were saying... It's just, it's just it's a tough topic. It's just a tough topic. Yeah. You know, because they're so... They're, I mean... At the very core, the message just is that, you know, it's, and, and you're right, it's not just racism, but it's anti-oppression, you know, the oppressed people. And that's a biblical message. Mm. But when we keep coming back to motivation, you know, it's the same thing when we talked about social justice. Heart matters. Like, our motivation our heart in all this matters. Mm. And the idea of being woke isn't, you know, isn't restorative. I'm aware of this. Mm. But the problem here, here, so here's, here's a, you know, here's a, here's a dilemma that I find with it. Um, if, if as a white male and now I'm woke, well, I am, I'm, I'm accepting a cloak of I'm a racist oppressor, mm-hmm. right? That's now become my identity well, because of my class. Yeah. Well, because, because of, of being white. Because of being white. Right. Yeah, white. Yeah. My race class. Right. So okay. because yeah. of being white and male uh, under, under a woke um, culture, I am a racist because that's non-negotiable. Where's redemption in that? Because mm. I can't change that I'm white male. Yeah, right. And 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 the whole Bible is transformative. But but woke culture has has you know in the same sense it said you know it's it's put all these other you know labels and on on groups and classes. But there's no restoration in there. There's no redemption in there. there. There's no, there's essentially no room for it. Which which says to me that, although the the the, the outward idea, you know, I'm not I'm anti-racist. You know, Abraham X. Kendi, his book How to Be an Anti-Racist. Um, all those things, you know, I'm not a you know ex, you know, anti-racism, anti-oppression. All those things are biblical concepts. The problem is the woke culture has taken the core biblical message out of it, which is redemption. Hmm. And, and so 
woke culture so woke culture see, seeks to change the past by eliminating its memory jesus saying seeks to change the past by eliminating its effect hmm. and that's redemption right right so woke woke, woke culture you know i mean i you know i i don't think we should keep up memorials to you know blatantly uh, racist individuals mm -hmm. you know and, and honor and we shouldn't do that but on the other hand, tearing down an anger, you know, tearing that down doesn't change anything. What we need to be, and, and, and I think this is a real important thing with church and, and believers, is that the church is an incredibly forward-facing, future-facing body, future-facing group, you know, because we're believing in a better future. Not, and that doesn't mean erasing our past, it means redeeming our past. Mm. And, and woke culture, it doesn't, it's it because it's so anger driven. I'm angry at the injustices. So you know what I get in the sense, uh, you know, some woke culture is, you know, you've oppressed us all this for so long. Now you're going to get some of your medicine back. Um, in 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 the in the anger and the angst in it, and, and I can understand that. I mean, I totally understand it. Uh, I mean, it, you know, I, I'm not. You know, here's here's you know here's where I'm getting a problem. You know, yeah, I, I don't understand racism personally because I haven't experienced it. But I, I I've been in a, in situations, not nearly as um, frequent or not nearly as often, but in situations where you know I am um, disadvantaged or you know less than the group I'm with. Um, but to try to retaliate because it happened try to, re, you know, turn the tables is, is not biblical. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Well, you, it sounds like you're, you're um, ranking hard on woke culture. Well, um, I, I, I don't, I, and I don't mean to. I really don't mean to. I uh, think, though, what you're saying is less woke culture and more the effects it has. So, like, to me, I think... And, or, and maybe that's maybe that's the evolution of what happens, you know, when you take one step this way, this is the end path, right? But uh, you know, to me, I think being aware of uh, racism around, being aware sure. of of um, oppression around is totally is good. Yeah, um, I think where I would take, <clears throat> excuse me, question on some of what I see in woke culture is the is the belief that um, being aware of it uh, then equals all are it right so right. uh you know i really have appreciated becoming more aware of how racism affects or sexism affects totally you know, you know like like you said we we in we you and i intersection that or we intersection to a number of what they would what you'd call oppressive class right yeah. you know being male is yeah. one so yeah. male versus female White. being cisgender versus yeah. um not right so those mm -hmm. sort of things being tall being tall, <laughs> I don't know. I, I had I'm a hard sure time. In some world, yeah. I had a hard time finding a bike because I was tall. So maybe I think it's being. At, I don't know. Um, but uh, you know, so I've been appreciative of being aware of those sort of things. I think what happens sometimes in woke culture is that it goes from awareness to segregation in some ways. Does that make sense? Like, so from aware of these in, these injustices or these issues to I am now defined by my class, not yeah. by my individual. Yeah. Um, like, right. So I guess, I guess I would say, uh, I feel like there's some great things that 
ha that have been good about being awoken to some of these things. 100%. Um, yeah. But <laughs> some of the byproduct, you know, like you were saying, uh, the, wherever I lost my train of thought, and now I've, you know, if you were, to, it again. If you were, to, if you were to blend <laughs> these together, no, it was, it was just talking about that you're, you're not a percentage of woke, you're, you're either woke or yeah, unwoke, sure. which yeah. the outcome of that is what we've found to be cancel culture. Yeah, because totally. you're canceled because you're woke. Or Which you're again, there's no, there's no, there's no redemption. Right. Right. And, yeah. and and that and that flows through so much. What's happening in culture right now is not, you know, whether it's woke or cancel culture or anything else. It's it's this binary. You know, you're either black and white. Black and white. You're either you know for all for us or all yeah, yeah all for us or all against us. Right. And which is not again, that's not a biblical message. You know, the disciples tried to make it that way, and Jesus said. No, it's not the case because you know the disciples saw this group of people. They were doing miracles, and, yeah. and they said, "Well, they're not with us, and so should you? Should we call down fire and destroy them? Yeah. Should we cancel them permanently?" Yeah. And Jesus says, "No, if they're not against us, they're for us," which was a strange way of thinking, and it mm -hmm. would be a strange way of thinking now. Oh no, if you're not against this, then obviously you're for it. Right. Um, you know, if you're not saying anything, then you know, what's that mean? Um, right. But you know, so and I and I you know I want to come back to well because I, I don't. I don't want to leave the impression that I think the whole the whole motivation behind woke is evil or bad because I don't think so. The, you know, race, racism, uh, oppression, those things are are super vital concepts, not just concepts, but super vital things that as a church, you know, we need to be active in. As individuals, we need to be active in. Um, but you know, my my big concern, like I would. You know, here, here's what I'd say about myself. I would not say I'm woke. I, I wouldn't use the term. I wouldn't say I'm against. Ten percent woke. Which puts me, you know, which which puts me in, you know, puts me culturally puts me in a, in a very difficult situation. Mm. Um, you know, I'm not woke, but I'm not anti-woke. You know, so I'm not. I'm I'm also not siding with other evangelical churches that I've seen that go, you know, we're, we're against, you know, we're anti-woke, you know, and we mock the whole concept. I'm, I'm not mocking the concept because it's brought some things to the surface that needed to be brought to the surface. Mm -hmm. You know, um, rampant racism needed to be brought to the surface. Mm -hmm. um, oppression needed to be brought to the surface. You know, so it would be addressed because if you don't see something, you can't address it. It needed to happen. But the, the, there has to be a path for redemption. Um, you know, I mean, I see some things, you know, when I, you know, reading news or things where we'll talk about, you know, he's the, you know, grandson of a slave owner. Therefore, there's some, you know, we need, you know, there's an issue. He's a racist because he's a grandson of a, you know, slave mm -hmm. owner. Um, again, that's just not biblical um, to, to have that reaction. Um, in, as you near the end of the Old Testament, God says, he says, I'm not going to hold the children responsible for their parents' sins. Hmm. And yet, isn't that what we're doing? Hmm. Isn't that, you know, isn't that the end result of some of the woke culture? We're holding the grandchildren, great-grandchildren of slave owners responsible for their parents' sins. Which, you know, let's be clear, parents' sins were sins. Mm -hmm. They were wrong. They were against the, the way of God. It's not, that was not a godly thing. But if, if we don't, if there's no path to redemption, there's no hope. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I guess that's one of the things that I, that I wrestle with with woke culture is, is there's not really a hope there. Mm. there there's, not, there's not a hope for me. Right. You know, not a hope for you. There's not a hope for, for a lot of people because I can't change my 
class or my race. You know, and, and, and I understand that the reality is, is for a lot of people who've been subject to racism, they feel that hopelessness. Mm -hmm. But the answer is not to make everybody else feel that way. The answer is for us to change it. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, you know, we keep coming back to this every conversation is, is that it comes down to, to a heart issue, comes down to, you know, God working in our hearts and comes down to understanding grace and relationships. God wants to restore relationships, not cancel them. God mm -hmm. wants to bring grace, restoration, so that we can have a future together. So there's a, there's a word you've used, uh, I know you used it this week and, and last week, and I think you've used it a bit. Um, you've used the word discern. Yeah. Um, so you've talked about how we need to discern in our heart, uh, you know, what's going on. And you've referenced today, you've got evangelical churches. So churches that would, by evangelical, that means churches that are in a similar belief system sure. as we yeah, would be. We're, we're evangelical. Um, yeah. So you've got evangelical churches that are anti-woke, yeah. uh, these sort of things. Now, I would argue, well, isn't that them discerning? So no. where is... Where's discernment when there's disagreement around church? Here's, um, here's, here's, historically, church has had, historically, I think church has had a particular problem. <laughs> One of many. I, I, think, I think historically, church has, has um, taught something that, that doesn't have a clear biblical basis. And that's this whole idea of all or nothing. Um, in, in uh, and I can't remember which epistle it is, but one of the writer talks about what he calls the doctrine of demons, mm -hmm. which teaches the abstinence of. So church has typically done this, thrown, here's the expression, thrown the baby out with the bathwater. Right. We don't acknowledge that that woke culture has, has brought to light some things that we need to bring to light. Mm -hmm. Instead, we went, Oh, there's bad stuff here. Throw the whole thing out. Right. Church has a hard time with grace. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which is funny because gra grace is the hardest, the hardest atmosphere to live in is grace because it requires maturity and thinking. Hmm. I mean, let's be honest. It's, you know, woke culture would be easy for the church if we just said it's right or it's wrong. Yeah. Yes. Right. Woke culture is right. There you go. Simple solve solution. You don't have to think for yourself. You don't have to sort it through. You don't have to look at your own attitudes. You don't have to look at your own thoughts or your own heart. Just follow that. But that's not grace. Grace is like, I got to look at this and say, here's the key. Everything's permissible, but not everything's beneficial. Hmm. And so I have to discern it through that lens. Is this beneficial? I'll tell you what, bringing racism issues to light is beneficial. Mm -hmm. So it turns my heart. Listening to Charles and Alicia talk about that, my heart was aching mm -hmm. for them. That's, that's beneficial, mm -hmm. right? Um, being vindictive, trying to get judgment or justice as a result of that, not so beneficial. <laughs> the problem, you know, there's a, somebody says this, I heard this years ago and it, it stuck with me. They said the problem with the eye for eye and a tooth for tooth is two people lose an eye. Mm. Um, nobody gets one back. Mm. And, and that's not the message of the New Testament. The message of the New Testament is restorative, mm -hmm. not vindictive. Mm. 
I don't know. We're getting. Well, yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I, yeah, you know, these are, these are tough. This is no easy ones because, because the thing is, it, it just requires us to think and to feel and to, and to process, not just wholeheartedly embrace. And, right. and it's just so much easier to just embrace. Yeah. And, and instead say, you know, wait out, discern it out what, what's beneficial, what's not. I guess I would add to what you're saying about um, weighing and you know, to think and process in this is, is it also requires us to maintain a proper filter. Um, and what I mean by that is, uh, I think with any ideology or uh, belief system, yeah. it's easy to grab onto it um, and then try and work out our faith based yeah. on this ideology we've, we've grabbed onto rather than uh, grab onto our faith and work out how this ideology works in our faith. Sure. Right. So it's not just, uh, you know, it's not just woke cancel culture, purity culture, any of these sort of things, Working but it's actually out. let's, let's define that representation by what has Jesus said, totally. what is Jesus you know, so you've brought it back quite, quite regularly. Okay. Well, the gospel is restorative. So woke is, is now let's look at that in the idea of how does that become restorative? Right. Right. Sure. So yes, we need to, um, we need to pull away from naivete and we need to bring to light things that are taking place that you didn't know before. But how does that work with the concept of being restorative, restorative or biblical justice? Or how do we, these how do, sort of yeah, things. How do we restore uh, the environment that God intended where there's no racism? Right. Not how do we punish racists? Right. Right. You know, I mean, and not that we don't hold people accountable, but that's yeah. not our end goal. Our, our end goal is let's, let's restore that. Uh, we're all made in the image of God, right? You know, because the point of the Bible is that everyone would be reconciled in God, mm -hmm. right? So that becomes the point. Yeah, no, I think I think that's terrific. Just bringing that back to okay, let's let's take any of these societal things and let's filter them back through um, what what Jesus is saying, what God says, you know, what biblical representation of that is. And then you know, and I think. Uh, you know, just on, on even like a broader spectrum, you know, I, when I think about some of the the mindsets that produce woke culture, that produce cancel culture, is 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 stereotyping. Hmm. You know, um, you know, we we conclude that, you know, that um, uh, the, the the police officer who held George Floyd down for nine minutes till he died, uh, we conclude that because he's a police officer, therefore all police officers are bad, hmm. and and we see a lot of that happen. But it, it happens in church too. You know, we, we see somebody in government that, that isn't honest. So we conclude that government's corrupt. Hmm. And then, that, then we allow that to give us permission to not be respectful. Hmm. Um, you know, we allow that to give us permission to act in a way that Jesus did. It's, it's, there's, a, there's a, you know, maybe this is kind of where, where I need to end up with this, but there's this really interesting encounter um, in, in the book of Acts. Paul the Apostle who, um, you know, he's, he's known as an outspoken preacher of the gospel. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we'd think of him in being fiery and challenging and, you know, doing that. But there's this one little, little kind of cameo appearance he makes in the, in the Jewish council. Mm -hmm. And he's, in, he's essentially sitting in this room of, of the leaders of the Jewish people. And, and one of the guys, he starts to say something, and one of the guys tells the guy next to him to slap him in the face. Oh. Is, is what he does, okay? 
And, and he slaps him, and, and Paul just like blows up, and he says, you, you know, you whitewashed sepulcher, you, you know, you basically, you, you pile of, you know, whatever. And, uh, and, and he just yelled, and, and the guy says to me, he says, it's the high priest. And Paul backs down, and he goes, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were the priest. I'm sorry. Even in that context, Paul respected, Paul had a biblical respect. Even though he was personally injured, he, he, it was corrupt, but yet he, yet he responded out of respect. It was, it was, it's, you read stories, it's just, it blows you away. This is an axe, you said. The book of Acts, yeah, it's written in the end. It's just, a, it's, it's just quite remarkable hmm. how Paul responds. Because, you know, Paul used his, his citizenship as a way to see Caesar. Yeah. You know, he, he took all the advantages of his place in society and his rightful role. You know, I'm a Canadian. I have a right, right as a Canadian citizen. Paul wasn't a Canadian. No, but I'm, you know, yeah. just bringing in the context. You know, you know I'm, I have all these rights as a Canadian citizen. Yeah. And yet he didn't use that in a disrespectful way. Mm. And, and when, when he went, I was mistreated. I go, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, it was, it's, it's a very interesting scenario because, you know, we have so much stuff going on even now, you know, with all the COVID and everything else where, you know, we want to kind of blanket categorize government Groups, or blank yeah. categorize anti-vaxxers or pro-vaxxers all that stuff and blanket categorize them and um and lose respect hmm. and, and yet the bible says no there's something else let's not do that we're individuals and you know we're individually accountable for god hmm. so it's pretty interesting wow that's uh, I'm, I'm shocked <laughs> to have you share a, a a bible story from the book of acts nonetheless not like some obscure you know <laughs> prophet or Leviticus or something like that. But I, you know, I would be surprised to hear who else knows the story that you're referring to. That's interesting. Um, but we'll look it up in Acts. I'm sure it's yeah. sort of like a, an aside. It's Acts, just a little cameo. Yeah. Acts 23. Acts that's 23. what the team is. See, they were, the they were, us. they've been checking it out. They were, uh, fact we're, checking. We're getting fact it was a check. fact check. We're getting fact check. <laughs> it's good. Mid-service yeah. fact check. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. 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 It's, it's just, it's a, it's a really interesting insight into Paul's because he seems very anti-establishment and anti, but there's this insight into Paul's character. He was he used his legal rights to him, but yet he never lost his respect. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's fascinating. I think that's I think that's got to be the best way for us to end this conversation. Woke <laughs> <laughs> culture couldn't ask for a better way to end that. Um, wow, that's you know that's absolutely terrific. Well, you know, thank you everyone for joining us again sure. for yeah. this conversation. Uh, hey, should Dave. we mention, uh, you know, just kind of some of the stuff coming? Because like a weekend a bit ago, they made yeah. some changes. And yeah, I'll mention that again. Yeah. Um, but what I want to talk about is so this was this was our fourth session in this series on yeah. current affairs. Next week we're going to be talking about uh, another one and concluding with faith deconstruction. Yeah, everything we talked about faith deconstruction and really the good. church. Um, again, sort of a you know, a word that we'll get to define <laughs> next week a bit. Um, yeah. But we'd really want you to tune in and be a part of that. Tune into any of the previous services. Hit subscribe, yeah. hit like. Uh, as Pastor Dave mentioned, uh, you know, a week and a half ago, there were some changes in the public health order. Right. So we're doing um, some stuff. And different. so there's some things that we just want to make sure that you're in the know about. Yeah. Firstly, is we're going to be continuing these series this way uh, after next week when we do faith deconstruction and the church. Right. The following week is Father's Day. Right. So um, that is June 20th. And on June 20th, we're going to be doing similar to what we did on Mother's Day. So it'll be a conversation yeah. on fatherhood with Pastor Dave and Pastor yeah. Kim. Um, and then after that, from that 
final Sunday, you know, so June or after Father's Day, right. so June 27th until uh, Labor Day weekend right. in September, we're going to be doing a series called Voices and Stories. Yeah. Voices and Stories is going to be 20 services, yeah. micro services, so under half an hour. They're going to be released twice a week, um, and we are going to have a different voice in each of those. So what that means is you'll hear from someone so I'm going to use my region. Grover voice. I'm going to no, use my no. elbow voice. So, so it'll, it'll come from uh, someone from uh, our church across the region Virginia. is going to share a 10-minute devotional or their testimony, testimony their story. story. Yeah. Um, so those are going to be really yeah, powerful, awesome. really exciting. And then during the summer, we are going to prioritize Family two things. Buildings. We're going to prioritize community building and, um, and getting around worship and prayer. So you yeah. won't see us uh, in the summer, you will not see us do in-person services on Sundays at 10 a.m. like we would have historically done. Yeah, and, and part of that, too, is that is that the restrictions still haven't changed sufficiently for us to do service like we would. Um, but we don't know when they'll change that way and, and whether they get pulled back. And, and, you know, this is just the trajectory that we're on, yeah. uh, I think. Irrelevant of whether they change, right. this is the tra trajectory yep. we're on, and yep. what we're going to prioritize is getting together, whether that be Absolutely. around men's breakfasts, you know, women's wine nights, or uh, vacation Bible yeah. school, or you know, those sort of things. And you'll you guys have, get beer and wings. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't drink beer or eat meat, so that doesn't work for me. So, and tofu wings is not that exciting, and near beer doesn't. Anyways. Um, but, <laughs> We're community gatherings in that capacity, Family, as well as yeah. things like worship yeah. nights or yeah. worship events, prayer gatherings. So we're going to be gathering still around um, the sacraments and those sort of things, Absolutely. but just not specifically. No, no, not yeah, just not a regular a Sunday regular service. Sunday yeah. like in we person in gathering. Yeah. yeah, until until September, then we'll yeah. be doing that. Looking at that um, but again. that is all the details for that. We have communion uh, taking place. Right after the service, yep. please join us on Zoom. On Zoom, you uh, see that, the link, that there. link that you see there will be live for another minute once we close and, here. And if they miss, if you miss the link there, you can go to our website and right. just check, click through to the the actual website. Don't go to the Sunday service, but click to the website. Links are always on Links the website. There. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's it. Awesome. Thank you so much. You know, think Love about you your questions about faith deconstruction <laughs> um, for next week, and uh, awesome. we'll take it from there. We Have love a great you guys. Devil free See week. you soon. See you soon.